Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome. Another exciting episode of 1111 Talk Radio. We are going to take a deeper dive uh, with something that we started with last week. Last week, my guest was Pia Orlean, and she was talking about natural cycles to recharge your life. And we got into a bit about women's cycles and about our blood cycles. And we're going to go a bit deeper today with a really, really beautiful book and an incredibly beautiful couple that are doing powerful things on the planet today. Before I introduce you to them, I want you to consider who we're being as women, how we are acting in the world, how we may have lost our way. What does it mean if we are going into the feminist natures of our mothers and our grandmothers? Or is there a new path for us? Where have we lost sight of our own power? I'd love for you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. This particular show, I want you not just to have the experience of an interview and connecting with some really beautiful individuals and a wonderful book, but because their book is so powerful, I want you to have an experience. So close your eyes and take a deep breath. I met the crone at the gateway between worlds. She appears like a fairy witch, but beautiful and radiant. She is wearing a black dress, type at the top, with a huge swirling black skirt, like Sufi dancers would wear. She has the energy of a swirling Sufi witch who dances in the void. She gazes at me with her penetrating crone eyes. Then she pulls her left eye out and passes the eyeball to me. Her left eye socket is now gouged, red womb space. I swallow her eyeball and it travels through my body, passing through my womb, until it finally lodges in my cervix. I have given you the sight, she says. You are a seer. This is your witch eye, the all-seeing eye of the great womb. I can feel the eye blinking and staring between the worlds at my third grail gate. Her own eye then grows back and restores. She walks toward an infinite black ocean and gracefully walks deeper and deeper until her black skirt is floating in a perfect circle around her. Her upper half begins to dissolve until only her black skirt remains. The skirt then begins to swirl and spiral around like a Sufi dancer until it creates a vortex whirlpool of water, like an amniotic black hole sucking everything down into the infinite ocean. I walk forward, understanding the crone has created a vortex gateway for me to enter. The crone is part of my lost feminine soul, calling me home. This is from the beautiful book, Womb Awakening, Initiatory Wisdom from the Creatrix of All Life. The authors are Dr. Azra Bertrand, who graduated from the Duke University School of Medicine and has been a pioneering doctor, alchemical scientist, and spiritual guide for 15 years. And Saren Bertrand, who is a womb intuitive and energetic midwife, who has been immersed for more than a decade in womb awakening practices through her International Grail Mystery School, The Fountain of Life. These authors facilitate international retreats and online apprenticeships on womb awakening and sacred union. They live in uh, the Appalachian Mountains of North Carolina and do wonderfully amazing things that I'll share with you later in the show. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Azra Bertrand and Saren Bertrand. Welcome to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you. It's a complete pleasure to be here. We're really excited about 
how this conversation will unfold today. We, we can feel the energy already. Mm, it's a beautiful book. It's very rich, not just in the philosophies and the techniques that you are sharing, but there's a very intimate uh, thread that is woven through. And that intimacy not only comes through the words and the stories that you share that are personal, but there is almost a remembrance that comes through those sacred stories. And I think the most powerful piece is you're not taking people outside. You really are saying that it's all inside. It's in the body. And it's not just in the body. It is deep in this womb. It is deep in this dark, rich place that can be bloody, that can be beautiful, that can be messy, that can be chaotic, that can birth incredible things. Talk a little bit about womb awakening and the new way that we can look at the womb, at women, at our menstrual cycles, and how we are behaving in the world today versus the power that we can behave with if we go as to this approach. So it's a a vast topic, and for me, one of the most beautiful um, parts of it, as you you have uh, mentioned, is it's where the personal and the collective and the ancestral weave together. So all these threads intersect in this path of womb awakening. And it's a path that tells us that all the resources, all the medicine, all the initiation, all the wisdom that we need lives within us. And this is not just lives within us in a a sense, a kind of a general sense. It's actually deep within the body and then deep within the womb or the hara for men, which is just below the navel. So in the book, Womb Awakening, we detail this, that across the world, you know, all the ancient traditions at their root believed that the throne of our consciousness was not in our head. It was actually in our heart and womb. So we sometimes call it the womb heart or the heart womb. And so... Uh, Just to get a feel of this, I'd like to invite everyone listening to just kind of put their awareness inside their their head, you know, the third eye that's often described as in in, uh, spiritual traditions, and just feel how it is to live with your awareness inside the head. And then begin to drop the energy and the awareness down into the heart space and something changes, something shifts. It's a a vaster perspective, it's richer, it's deeper. And then often we stop here at the heart and we miss our power. And so just continue to drop the energy down into the womb or the harrow or the root, this throne. And then this incredible, infinite, vast, rich wisdom opens up. And it's a throne that holds every other aspect of our being. It's our foundation. It's our power. And I first discovered this quite by accident um, 
first in an experiential way in my early 20s. And like many women, I had been experiencing um, very difficult uh, menstruation and cycles. And I was a young girl in my early 20s. This was in the 90s, I think. Nobody, you know, discussed these matters in any kind of sacred or spiritual way. It was ignored or, you know, you might go to the doctor and and they'd try and give you a medication or or tell you to take painkillers. And I was with a group of friends and we were in Thailand and these these, um, wound problems were happening for me and it was very distressing. Uh, I didn't, you know, really feel comfortable to talk about it with my friends. It it wasn't cool. Um, And so one day, all my friends went to a very popular beach to sunbathe and have a fun day. And I chose to stay on a very remote, rugged beach with all rocks and palm trees and completely deserted. It wasn't a beach that you could get in the sea. It was a wild, uh, you know, primordial ocean space. And so I just sat sat there. And intuitively, I, I allowed my, I was thinking, you know, I was in my head thinking about this issue and upset. And I instinctively just allowed everything to drop into my womb. I descended my consciousness into my womb. And of course, I wasn't aware at the time that I was following a very ancient spiritual path, the memory of which had spontaneously opened in my DNA. And as my consciousness began to rest in this womb space in me, uh, a miracle occurred, a complete paradigm shift of consciousness, and I became at one with earth and at one with all the elements, with the sea and the wind and the earth beneath me, and this incredible primordial peacefulness entered me, and I understood that this is the way, this is the path, this descending down into this primordial space which actually interweaves us with Gaia, with our planet, with the wisdom, the infinite wisdom of the elements. And so from that place I began my journey and for many years it was a completely um, experimental journey on my own. And then, you know, decades uh, went by as I had more experiences and I also uh, did the research to discover alongside uh, Azra that this is uh, well-known, well-documented, yet largely ignored in the world, feminine shamanic pathway to a full-bodied, full-present enlightenment within the world. So we don't have to escape to heaven. We don't have to leave our bodies. We actually find this grail, this Eden, deep within our own self. You have in the book, there's a black hole nested within your own womb, holding the power of womb enlightenment. Your womb is a holographic daughter of the womb of creation and contains the same miraculous potentials as above so below. When we choose to open this door while alive, we are reborn. Talk a little bit about this holographic daughter 
of the womb of creation and what that means to us both in a physical and a spiritual sense. So when we go deep within our body, we find a gateway, a spirit doorway. And so we actually reach infinity through the density of matter. And so we discuss this also in the book, that at the very center of matter is an infinite space, a doorway. And, and inside the womb, this is a, a black hole. It's a mother consciousness. It's a, a threshold and a gateway where spirit comes into form. And again, I experienced this shamanically um, doing this extensive, deep shamanic womb work, discovering that when I went deep into this consciousness inside my womb, there was a, a gateway to the universe, to infinity, that I could travel through and fly, fly the pathways. And, and the, 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 the door inside my womb opened up to the, the galactic womb and different black holes in our universe, which are encoded with uh, wisdom and birthing magic. So this is an incredible... Um, reframe of shamanic journeying, that we have this black hole, this doorway within us, and Azrael will be able to uh, say a little bit more about the, the power of black holes and, and what they symbolize. Yeah, so it's um, it, one of the things that we discovered, I'll just take a step back for a moment, is, is when... Um, when Saren and I began to really receive this information, it came through uh, shamanically, or it came through oracularly, through deep intuition and journeying. And if you, if you go and you look at much of, you know, a lot of the great ideas, um, new visions, you find that it, it didn't come through rational or logical thought, but it was downloaded through this vast source. And so we began to experience that uh, with, with regards to the Womb Awakening book and this remembering of the Womb Awakening past it goes back such a long, long way. And, and so we instinctively, intuitively began to feel and realize how the womb, and in our relationship in particular, Saren's womb, although men also have an analogous and, and a very powerful, equally powerful energy center that we talk about, we, we refer to as the Hara, as is spoken about in the Japanese traditions, but when we began to immerse in this energy, we realized it was a doorway of consciousness. It was a gateway or portal of consciousness. The womb is more than just a physical organ, although it is an amazing physical organ as well, and we can get more into that later, but, but there is such a powerful spiritual energy center here. And, and as we began to understand this, we began to research and understand and learn about the myths of all cultures, or almost all cultures, going back to the dawn of humanity. So really going back hundreds of thousands of years, there was this idea that, that we, are, we come into incarnation really through this link between the cosmic womb or the womb of creation, this great, great creator that is a birthing energy, you know, the feminine face of God, if you, if you would call it that, and there is this link between this cosmic womb and the galactic womb and the womb of women. And, and this is a birthing portal, not just for new life, but for consciousness. 
And these are the myths that you will find in the beginning of, of you know, really most cultures, if you look back. Um, if you look back. And one of the very interesting things around black holes is if you look at the Maya tradition, for example, they say that we are birthed through the galactic womb. And what is in the center of our galaxy but a massive black hole? Most people don't really get this. There is a, a black hole in the center of our galaxy, our Milky Way galaxy, that essentially organized and birthed our galaxy. And it is the size of four million stars, four million stars. Mm. And this, this cosmic power and this cosmic creative power is linked to the human womb. And, and so, you know, people have seen a lot of the, like, Interstellar is a movie that talks a little bit about black holes and, and you know, we call it womb holes in, in science, uh, a wormhole or Einstein-Rosenbridge. Uh, Einstein but these are, are literally in, in um, physical and in cosmology, actual physical ways we can travel in time and space, not limited to time and space. Uh, physically, you know, uh, but also, of course, spiritually. And this is what all the ancients knew. Go to the womb, go to this black hole that's within, and we can journey in amazing ways. We can create amazing things. Uh, The womb is the eternal mystery of the primordial dazzling darkness that births light into being. It is the gateway to a magical realm of wisdom. It is the holy grail, the chalice that holds the secrets of life. We don't need to search outside of ourselves to receive the answers we need in our lives. We need only make a pilgrimage deep inside our own bodies. Our bodies are temples. Source lives inside of us. Every cell is a stargate, a portal, and the womb is the mother of this complex, magnificent system we call the human body. It is a hologram of God. This is from... Dr. Azra Bertrand and Saren Bertrand's book, Womb Awakening, Initiatory Wisdom from the Creatrix of All Life. You can find out more about everything that they do, including an upcoming three-day retreat in July in Asheville, North Carolina, entitled Womb Awakening, Temple of the Feminine Arts, in addition to their ongoing courses, articles, videos, sound healing CDs, and a nine-month apprenticeship and teacher training uh, at the Fountain of Life Dot org. That is thefountainoflife.org. We'll be right back with Azra and Saren Bertrand right after these messages. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts and topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. 
Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Definitely check out the latest issue of 1111 Magazine. It is always free on the website at 1111mag.com. It is filled with insightful articles, beautiful wisdom, incredible imagery, and an introduction to many wonderful people that are doing their thing in the world and sharing their light, their wisdom, and their voices. So definitely partake of that. All of the archives are listed there for free all of the time. And if you are too busy to read the digital edition online and you want some additional life coaching support and meditations, uh, you can sign up for the audio program for 1111 Magazine. It is $97 for the year, and it gives you the life action prompts and the life coaching in addition to that. My guests today are Dr. Azra Bertrand and Saren Bertrand, and they are the authors of Womb Awakening. It is an incredible book and uh, filled with just so much richness. So rather than uh, take any time from them talking, I'm going to read another passage for you that is really, really rich and beautiful. The first day I bled in the old way. The first bloom of poppies appeared outside our little mountainside home. Their blood-red petals were wildly vivid against the rich green leaves. I felt as if nature herself were blessing my pilgrimage back to the roots of the ancient ways of the womb. The red of my menstrual blood snaked down my thigh, a rich affluent, heavily scented, with life calling for remembrance. I sat on the steps, looking out across the Himalayan mountains, as thousands of newly hatched white butterflies swept across the view. A sweet harmony descended, as though the subtle elixirs of the moon blood were transporting me deeper into life into a hidden dimension that lay inside all creation. My bare yoni was pressed against the warm stone floor, and as I got up I noticed I had left the perfect scarlet imprint of the ancient vulva symbol where I had sat. I walked back inside and I lay down on our bed, my thighs now thick with blood. I lay and looked at this forbidden sight, the free flowing of my menstrual blood, with no tampon, no sanitary towel, no moon cup, no underwear. I felt a kaleidoscope of emotions, Horror, fascination, joy, sensual pleasure, 
fear. But more than anything, I was overwhelmed by the primal nature of who I really was, of the womanly creature who hid beneath the conventions of society. My beloved walked in, a flicker of shame. How would he feel? I'm bleeding, I said, simply looking down at my thighs. I know, he replied. It's beautiful. You look as though you have hearts imprinted on your thighs. I looked down and saw he was right. From this view, when my thighs met, it appeared as if my blood were marking out the symbol of the bleeding sacred heart. Tears began flowing down my cheeks from a deep, long-hidden and shamed part inside, where all my female ancestors dwelt too. A man acknowledging and honoring the beauty of my free-flowing blood stirred deep into my soul. We lay there together, but the womb blood became a doorway, a portal into another realm, one of shimmering light-filled innocence. We journeyed together and entered a timeless feminine dimension. Everything I felt, he felt. We had merged into one. I realized the womb blood was a gift of love, to be shared with the beloved. When did we lose touch with our primal feminine essence? Again, this is from Womb Awakening, Initiatory Wisdom from the Creatrix of All Life by Dr. Azra Bertrand and Saren Bertrand. Azra Bertrand is a doctor that graduated from the Duke University School of Medicine, and he has been a pioneer and alchemical scientist in the spiritual guide. Saren is a womb intuitive and an energetic midwife, and she has been immersed in the mysteries and created the Fountain of Life. They facilitate international retreats and online apprenticeships, and they have an upcoming three-day retreat in Asheville, North Carolina, so you definitely want to check out their website, The Fountain of Life. Org. Welcome back to both of you. We were talking about black holes and about creation coming through the universe and there kind of being a link between the black hole and creation and the womb and how that is all connected. One of the very powerful parts of the book that I think can't be stated enough that I personally have experienced and write about in my own work has to do with the shadow. And the womb in itself is a very dark place. And most often we are kind of, or it is perpetuated to look for the light outside or this almost false light that we want to believe in that is outside. But rare is the teacher that actually says, go inside, go into the dark, go into the depths, because that's where you're going to find true light. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that and also the two shadows that are within the womb that can help uh, both in personal and spiritual uh, evolution and involvement. Yeah, so this, this calling of the darkness, all the mystical traditions have spoken about this, this shining, shimmering darkness that calls us into an initiation. And of course, in the modern world, we're completely terrified of the darkness. So we associate it with something, um, you know, frightening or evil, um, and we instead we look for the light. Whereas in the ancient traditions, the blackness is actually the feminine. And the blackness that's calling to us is the wisdom of the mother who birthed us, this great feminine consciousness. And when we descend into this this blackness, this darkness, it's full of love. But it's a very rigorous love. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. And, um, you know, in the spiritual traditions in Kabbalah, uh, she's often called Gavora, 
Uh, it's the the severity of the dark mother, and um, and so this this energy calls us. And what I've discovered is that when we relax and descend back into this this darkness within us, we we get rebirthed. We get reconfigured. It's full of love. It's that kind of love that breaks our heart open and expands us. And it's not always comfortable, but it's always taking us closer to the source, closer to the mystery, closer to the wisdom. And it's, it's so full of love. And in, in my own journey, when I've, I've touched that space, uh, you connect into this, you know, huge tapestry of all the mystics throughout time. You know, you're weeping. <laughs> it's like it's humbling. You're you're on your knees. It's it's the opposite from a very uh, mental or intellectual light-filled knowledge that makes us feel that we we know everything. And of course, on our earth right now, we think we know. <laughs> And what we really need is to descend into the unknowing and be humbled by this feminine consciousness so we can be rebirthed into a more wise way of living with ourselves and with nature. And I'll just add, too, is that this darkness has always been known throughout history, not as something scary or bad frightening the way a lot of people think about darkness now, but as the great unmanifest creative center. And so how does a tree grow? Well, a tree starts as a small seed that germinates in the darkness of the fertile soil of a mother earth, in the, in the earth's womb, if you could call it that. And how does a baby, how, does, how is a baby gestated and born? Well, of course, in this dark, fertile space, of the mother's womb. How is the universe birthed? Well, a universe is birthed out of this amazing, dark and beautiful space of a black hole or a, a similar cosmologic phenomenon. And, and, and the same with a butterfly. How does, how does a caterpillar become a butterfly but through a cocoon? And so this, this dark space is dazzling in its light as well. It has this amazing creative potential within and so all of, these are, all of these transformation and birthing mysteries are, are a mystery. Just that, you know, there's this great uh, and, and trans, you know, personal and trans uh, ama- uh, amazing power that that's, can't be described. You know, it's beyond words. And, and that is this, this darkness in a sense. It's not a scary place, but an infinitely loving place. And also you know, the shadow. In the feminine mysteries, we transform our relationship to the shadow. So the shadow is not something that needs to be healed. It's actually something that teaches us. And that's a a really amazing reframe because when we're trying to even heal the shadow, it's it's a struggle. But when we understand the shadow as a teacher and an initiator, we can develop a different relationship with it. You know, and and I want to add for me personally, uh, what I love about the feminine mysteries um, is this sense of intrigue around the, the shadow and the shadow as a teacher. Because, 
um, everyone listening will know if they if they think back to you know when they were a child. The stories we love, the fairy tales we love, they're not all love and light. There's there's a hint of mystery or a forbidden or a slightly frightening edge. And I'm not talking about an energy that's destructive or uh, traumatizing, but there's an intriguing, mystical dark side of the universe that all the ancient mystery paths included in their, their spiritual path and it, it lends this very um, otherworldly, moonlit, intriguing, deep, fairy tale, shamanic consciousness to our world that we also call enchantment. And we can re-enchant ourselves through through opening to this this uh, primordial darkness, this uh, this I call it the deep forest. So in in fairy tales and myths, we always know that the hero or the heroine is about to be initiated when they take the path into the deep forest, and you know it's always a little scary and and. But our, our curiosity, our deep soul curiosity to learn and grow calls us to this place. And, and, and this is missing in some of the um, you know, current ways that we look at the world, which is very narrow and restricted and dualizes everything into light, dark, good, bad. In speaking about both of those things, which I'm very much in alignment with my own writings and and my own experience have illustrated exactly what you are speaking of, and yet we live in a world, particularly the Western world, where the majority of the population runs from the shadow. They run from uh, stillness, from from stopping, from taking time. Uh, As a doctor, Azra, you know, sometimes we see people run towards medication far more than they stop and try to figure out what it is they're really feeling and moving into. So when we look at these different things and we even look at the womb space that a baby births from, talk a little bit about the need to be in those dark places and how that births something and also the importance for women in particular to get back to the places that they stop and they witness and notice even the impulse to be busy, the impulse to start or the impulse to take a medication rather than really being with uh, what's going on. And, and of course, there are situations where medication and, and certain care is absolutely necessary. But in most cases, talk about the symptoms and what they're really trying to say to us. Yeah, this is a, a really great question, Simran, and and I found this. So I've I've been in medical practice, um, well, and, and training for 20 years, and and so I've worked with 25,000 people, and many of them, many of them, women disproportionately, women actually seek healthcare, and so uh, more than men, and and so what you say is is so true. There are bodies deliver messages to us, these symptoms. So we, you know, pains and, and aches and PMS and fibroids and, you know, all, all these things, they are messages from the body. And they're not meant to punish us, of course, and they're meant to call us in deeper. They're an invitation 
to a deeper witnessing, uh, a deeper journey, and a deeper investigation and exploration. And how can I really meet myself? What is my this deep and incredible consciousness that is my body or that is my womb, you know, or that is, you know, what is it asking of me? How can I make this connection? In the same way you might try to make a connection if you are walking through a field and you see a wild horse. You, you feel this incredible primal energy, an energy that uh, you know you're connected to in some way but also seems wild, and, you know. And, and so this is the way we can begin to listen to our wombs or our horrors for men and, and really begin to, to hear what's there and, and avoid, avoid trying to just cover things up by, in medicine, for example, treating symptoms with a pill, you know, or some medication. Um, yes, sometimes you have to do these things, but what life is really asking of us is to, to look deeper and to, to go deeper and find the root. And there's also a phenomena that we've called dissension symptoms. So we often associate, you know, um, in the spiritual world, there's sometimes a sense that if you get sick, you've done something wrong. You know, it's a reflection of a, of a you know, a, an issue within you. But Sarah, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought so we can go to commercial break and talk about the dissension symptom when we get back. The key Wonderful. is for you to wake up to your own inner knowing, to percolate these ideas in your own inner womb cauldron so you connect with your own wisdom. Womb awakening is a path open to everyone. It does not need gurus, masters, formulaic rules, or great psychic powers. Your own wisdom holds all the keys you need. All it requires is that you root into your essence. Your own feelings and soulful intuition flowing through a deep-rooted listening connection with the wisdom of Earth are your most reliable spiritual guidance. This is from Dr. Azra Bertrand and Saren Bertrand's book, Womb Awakening. There's a beautiful poem in the end of chapter one. We are weaving a new, sto- a new way, stitching revolutions together, spinning new worlds from our wombs, dreaming back the, the wild eagles of our souls, calling forth that which has been lost. We are women of the womb, maddened by love into action. We are men of the heart, softened into surrender, afraid only of not feeling. We are thinking in a web. Your thread holds mine together. We are tail weavers and troubadours. Telling the words that were broken, singing the songs of longing, we are weaving a new way, gathered the thread of pain, spinning it back into gold. Once again, you can find out more about Azra and Sarah Bertrand at thefountainoflife.org. Definitely check out their three-day retreat in July in Asheville, along with their ongoing courses, sound healing CDs, videos, articles, and their nine-month apprenticeship. Once again, at thefountainoflife.org. We'll be right back after these messages. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 
1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts and topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized. So you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight, and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. We live in a world we somehow feel we haven't chosen. When we are born, we inherit a way of being that is at odds with who we really are. A newborn baby is innocent, curious, playful, loving, expressive, demanding. It expects nourishment. It thrives on physical contact. It gives instant feedback, either with a happy smile or a wailing cry. It doesn't edit itself or exhibit shame or censorship of its desires. But as we grow, we begin to adapt to the world and the people who inhabit it. And piece by piece, our beautiful biological blueprint erodes. We feel ashamed of ourselves. We expect rejection and loss. We are afraid to reach out and really open our hearts to love or life. Eventually, we bend and contract ourselves into a cog that fits into society's wheel, which we endlessly loop round until we are exhausted. We take jobs we don't love to earn money to pay bills. Laughter, joy, and pleasure are seen as luxuries. We make small talk with others, either complaining or glossing over our deeper feelings. Time becomes a prison that defines and confines us. Friday night elation slumps into Sunday night blues. The nine-to-five cuts up our lives ever into ever-decreasing pieces and kills the part of us that longs to be free. Does it really have to be like this, we ask? How did it get to be this way? We feel deep in our cores and our bones that this wasn't how life was meant to be, that financial slavery wasn't what we created for, that our feelings shouldn't be stuffed down and regurgitated into acceptable pieces. 
This is from the book, Womb Awakening, along with the answers of how to move away from this. This is initiatory wisdom from the creatrix of all life. And you can find out more about this work, about Dr. Azra Bertrand and Saren Bertrand, their online courses, their retreats, their apprenticeships, and everything that they offer at thefountainoflife.org. Welcome back, Saren. You were talking about dissension and the feelings that people have and I want you to be able to continue that thought that we were, we were on in the last segment. Yeah, so dissension symptoms. As we come back into our bodies, as we come back into this feminine aspect of ourselves, it often kicks up a lot of symptoms, physical, emotional, spiritual symptoms. So mystics often call this the dark night of the soul, and we like to call it the dark night of the womb. Um, and this is natural. And actually, women are, are very sensitive and are very cerebellar. They have a very shamanic body consciousness. So women especially often do find that these symptoms are, are kicked up by this journey. And it's not a, uh, as Azra says, it's not a punishment. And it's certainly not a sign that they're doing something wrong. It's an invitation. It's a calling. Uh, we always say the symptom is an angel, and, and the word angel means messenger. And, and, and one of these events was uh, at the roots of the book. We had just flown to India, and we, we'd got this beautiful little house high up in the mountains in the Himalayas by a pine forest, and it was up a little goat path to get to it. And... We arrived, and the, it, there was nothing in there. It, it was a really, really cold time up in the Himalayas, and we got no heating, you know, nothing, no tables, no chairs, no bedclothes. And I was about to get my menstruation. But I was so excited to, to, and to, to furnish our house and also the necessity of furnishing our house that as I was about to get my menstruation, I kind of forced, you know, I pushed onwards to, to go to a local Indian town that's very busy and chaotic uh, to do the shopping that we needed. And, and the result of that, that pushing energy when really my body was saying, let's just be interior and allow this menstruation, is that I, I delayed my menstruation and I made myself feel really sick. So when we got back to our, our little home, and we furnished it, and I was, you know, kind of big tick on my to-do list and felt, you know, very, very, uh, you know, like what needed to be done had been accomplished in the exterior sense. But in the interior sense, my body was really kicking back in a big way, and I suddenly became overwhelmed with this, like, profound exhaustion. It was as if you know, like an ancestral exhaustion of never being able to be in tune with my body's rhythms completely overcame me. And, and, and I understood this, and Azra and I discussed it, you know, this, um, this clash between what the body wants and the body cycles and what the, the world demands. And so we spent the next month really just descending into my body ate so that this menstruation could flow and and then just exploring this and it was 
in that cauldron that the, the following moon when I got my menstruation, we'd already been in the cave for a month percolating on this and ready, really ready to listen to my body. And so what happened on the, the next menstruation is when I first practiced something I call shamanic menstruation where I took a vision quest for, you know, three or four days and much of the information in the book came through that doorway. So it was an incredible lesson that when we listen to the dissension symptom, when we journey inward, it's, it's a gift, it's a calling. Azra, when, in, when we look at the world today and we see how people are pushing, it, the exhaustion is evident. And in the passage that I read from your book that had so much to do with people taking jobs and working hard and money kind of being our ruler, and in Western society, it really has become very much that for so many people. And yet on the other end of the spectrum, we have individuals more and more each day that are facing depression and trying to take medications for anxiety and all of these kinds of things, how can we use this womb wisdom? How can we, whether men or women, really settle deeply into ourselves long enough or uh, become aware enough so that we don't have to artificially try to put ourselves in a rhythm through medications or stay in this cycle of allowing the monetary and the outside world to condition us into thinking that we have to be a certain way. Yeah, and this is a big one. You know, this is a big one, what, what you say. And so I'll, I'll, my answer will be in two parts, right? It's the, the mystical and the practical, all right? So from a, a mystical or mythic perspective, we need to create a new story, a new mythology, a new worldview, a new cosmology. We need to radically change the way we live in the world so that we're not distanced from nature, so that we're not distanced from ourselves and our bodies, our emotions, expression of our feelings. So we don't try to fit into the false, what we call the false matrix, okay, the, of, of our financial-based culture and rather relearn and rediscover how to become harmonious with the natural, beautiful earth rhythms and the earth energy grids of our world, like our ancestors did, like the ancient mothers and fathers did. And so, and so on, on one hand, you know, and this is a big task, you know, this is a big task to, to really, um, to, in a sense, it's like a, a new and ancient story, you know, it's a, this is a, our, our ancestors once lived in great harmony with each other and tribes with the earth, um, but we're at a new spiral of evolution. And so what we will create, have the potential to create and will create going forward, will be an amazing new uh, octave of this return back to our senses and ourselves and the earth. So that's one, one piece. And then in a very <laughs> a practical and mundane way, it is is to begin this, this you know, hands-on journey back into ourselves. Depression is the number one most incapacitating and disabling medical condition on the planet, more than cancer, more than heart disease. Approximately 40% of the world is depressed to, to some degree. So this is the actual epidemiology of depression. And it is, it is a profound 
response of our bodies and our psyches to a world that does not match our needs. And so we all have to be proactive in this and, and really saying and speaking what we want and what we feel and what works for us and really creating this, you know, whether it's creating a new kind of sacred vocation for ourselves, uh, whether it's bringing together our communities and friends and our, our tribe in a way that makes more sense and is more real and authentic and more reflective of our deeper biological and, and psychic needs. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and very practically, where do we begin? Let's just begin by tuning in, meditating on our womb or our hara, if you're a man, like the ancients have done. And so in our book, the Womb Awakening book that, that we've written, we include all of these perspectives, the historical perspective, the cosmologic or, or creation story perspective, but also very practical on relationships and psychology and, and natural birthing practices and how we can really practically and realistically build a new world, the world that really we were, we were meant to live in. And on a very you know, simple level, how I began this journey was really noticing and marking the cycles of the seasons and the cycles of the moon. When I was uh, you know, in my 20s and, and, and more disconnected, you know, I lived in a city and I had no connection. I never thought of these cycles. So you know, everybody listening can begin, you know, no matter how busy your life is and you, you know, how, how you may feel entrenched in that busyness. And make a vow that one day a week you will tune out of social media, you know, your cell phone, and become aware of the cycles of the moon. So go out and look at the sky and see, is it a dark moon or is it a full moon? Really celebrate and notice small details as the seasons turn. And, and actually these very simple, simple practices can start to alleviate some of that sense of alienation we feel that creates depression. And can start Thank you so much. Very- I'm sorry that we don't have more time to keep on talking, but the show is coming to an end and I want to have everyone know exactly where to find you. The ancients lived by a feminine cosmology of creation where everything was birthed and dissolved through a sacred universal womb. Within each of us, whether female or male, lies a holographic blueprint of this womb of creation, connecting us to the web of life. By awakening your spiritual womb, the holy of holies within the temple of your body, you can reconnect to the transformative energy of your womb consciousness and reclaim your sacred powers of creation and love. I urge you to get the book Womb Awakening, whether you are a man or a woman, and begin this initiatory wisdom from the creatrix of life. If you are a woman, I urge you to check out the three-day retreat coming up in July in Asheville. That is the Temple of the Feminine Arts Womb Awakening that is taking place. If you are a man, you definitely have a divine masculine in Dr. Azra Bertrand to utilize as a mentor and as a counselor and as a healer. You can also uh, partake of the nine-month apprenticeship Uh, both men and women, in addition to many of the ongoing courses, videos, sound healing CDs, and articles that are on their website, www.thefountainoflife.org. That's thefountainoflife.org. Next week, my guest is Anna Barrett, and we are going to be talking about shamanic pregnancy. And so I hope you will join me. I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. 
Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.